forever. Dog. Welcome to another episode of Best Show Bests, the greatest hits of the best show with me, your host, Tom Sharpling. If you like what you hear, make sure you join us every Tuesday night on Twitch at 6 p.m. Pacific for a brand new episode of The Best Show featuring callers, celebrity guests, live music, and plenty of surprises. Enjoy! Now, I I, I issued an edict to the Best Show staff because I hear these other shows. I watch this George Lucas talk show, and that kid that runs that... um, manages he trips over Whoopi Goldberg and and uh and then big names like that and meanwhile ah uh, we're coming up dry so I said get me some big names and now Pat is telling me there's a big name on the line uh that 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 somebody that works on the show listened and went and got a big name to appear on the show now I'm interested in who this big name is are they on Pat you're live now. Hello. Hi. Hello. Oh, I know who this is. This is this is Hi, is this uh, two oh one dead hug? What's that? Is this two oh one dead hug? It is two oh one dead hug. You know the numbers. <laughs> now this guy This is gonna be tricky. It's gonna take me about a half hour to explain. He's from a, a group called the Tenderloins. And apparently they license their, the tenderloins appear on a show called Impractical Jokers. And this is the Joker that, this is everybody's favorite Joker. I think we could just say it. This is Sal Volcano. How are you, Sal? It's so nice to hear your voice again. That's all I'm thinking right now as I listen to you. Well, you're, I miss you so much. You're a sweetheart and You're the Joker or the, now when I call you a Joker, am I supposed to call you a tenderloin who's a Joker? I don't think there's rules, you know, uh, in general. And I don't, and I certainly don't think there's rules for you and I. No. Well, I just call you Sal. I don't need to call you a Joker or a tenderloin. Yeah. You can choose what you want to call me. And as long as I don't take like incredible umbrage with it, I'll accept it. Yeah. Well, you're a, you're an easygoing guy. You're, you're a, uh, you you take it as it comes. You're kind of because the show is like four personality types where you got one guy is a, a wacko and then the other one is a real uh, a real uh, loose cannon and then one is a total who knows what's going on there and then there's you. Yeah, it's so funny because out of those three descriptions, I don't know who you meant for each one. I, I don't know either. I don't know. I realized that as I was saying it, that I didn't know what I was talking about. Um, <laughs> now, you ha- there's a new season, Sal? New season of Impractical Jokers? Yes, sir. It's airing uh, right now, Thursday nights on True, season nine. It's and, Tuesday, uh, yeah. Tuesday, Sal. What's that? Sal, it's Tuesday. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's airing currently. <laughs> oh, no. Well, that goes without saying. It's true TV. The odds are there's an Impractical Jokers episode on. It's today, Tuesday. Today, today, uh, the Misery Index game show is on TBS on Tuesday night. Okay. That's right. No. You're, uh, you're, um, 
Yeah, because you have another show called Misery Index, which is you doing it. It's like a it's a it's a fun game show. Yeah, that's another mortgage helper. Yeah, another mortgage helper. You still need help with the mortgage, huh? You got to. You're on TV. You're on TV six hundred hours a week. You're still, still looking for a little boost with things. Was this a side job? Yeah, I like to say in very small increments. Yes. What? What? If this is a mortgage helper, what did you negotiate a one-year mortgage and you got to cover the whole thing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I took out a three-month mortgage. Yeah, you got you got to learn to. They offer longer terms than that, Sal. I'm new. I'm new to the mortgage game, Tom. Yeah. Well, so you you have impractical jokers, and then you have the misery index. And then, this is how popular these guys are. There's literally a show where you watch them eat food. Isn't now, what? I, I, I now I think I now now after that one I think I won. Whatever you, yeah. Now that's when you know. In whatever previous life you were, Sal, you did some good stuff. I did something noble, maybe. Because now they're paying you to eat dinner on television. No, I know. It, you know, it's so funny. It's like they, we had the quarantine and nobody had any new material coming out. And they asked us if we'd like to do something maybe, you know, from our homes. And I was like, well, we're really limited. I'm not going to, I don't know. I'm not going to start to learn how to work cameras and have all these weird deadlines and be here alone trying to do it. <laughs> So I was like, why don't you just turn on cameras and we'll do like a live stream? Like, why don't we do a live stream from home? We tried mm-hmm. to do that. And we're like, we'll just riff. I mean, everyone wants to connect right now. This was like at the height in the beginning when we didn't know if we'd ever see anything ever again. Yeah. Um, we were just like, you know, why don't we just like, because then we wouldn't have to prepare anything. You know, we'll just shoot from the hip and like, we'll just see where it goes. It's kind of that no net because it's live type thing. And we convinced them to do it. But then they were like, we just need to couch it as something. And I was like, look, I mean, like, why don't we get together and eat every night? I just, why don't we just get together and eat every night? We'll have dinner guests. We'll pick, you know, what we're cooking for each week. People can follow along. It's, 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 it's a structure is all it is. It's just a structure for us. Mm-hmm. So they said yes. And then for like, yeah, I mean, we did 18, I think, of those. Well, and, and hope, hoping to do some more. It might live beyond this crazy time, actually. Sal, the impractical jokers are the only ones who are rooting to keep the pandemic going. <laughs> they're, they're, go for dinner. Yeah. Otherwise they got, otherwise he's going to start to be like, what? I got to leave the house now to do the show. Yeah. That's basically the goal really, right? It would be to operate every single thing just from home. If I never had to leave the house again, I might sign yeah, up. Yeah. I'm that type of fellow. Now there are, there are people who are going to come out of this pandemic and they're going to um they're going to just they have gotten permission to not see anybody and they're going to go I think I'm going to stick with that. I like how that felt. I I liked how 2020 felt to kind of not see any of you face to face. I think that's me now. I couldn't echo that more. I, I guess who's, I'll give you one guess. <laughs> guess who's wearing a mask for the rest of his life? You. 
That's correct. That's correct. He's gonna just... He could have taken the guy from Mortal Kombat, but yeah, like... yeah, you got a Sub Zero vibe going on. <laughs> are you in LA still? You are, right? I am. Yes. Yeah, and it's uh, it's like uh, it's exciting here, and everybody's being safe, but you can still feel like it feels like a little teeny, um, like it feels like a teeny tiny bit better, I guess, because people have a teeny, teeny, tiny bit more hope, but that's, it's still like, it's still just like being in a weird, bad movie, like a bad science fiction yeah. movie. Um, <clears throat> so did you film at, well, how did you film this new season? Did, are these, is this all pre quarantine or were you shooting post? How did you do it? We started, um, we had filmed two, ep- we used to shoot about 26 to 30 episodes a season. We had filmed two when, uh, last year on March 12th when we shut down. Mm-hmm. So we had two episodes in the can. And then come this November, we finally went back to shooting with all these new protocols in place and we filmed another eight episodes. So now we have 10 to air. Okay. And starting tomorrow, we start to work on the next batch of like hopefully 16 episodes okay switch it up you know we couldn't there's no more just walking up to anyone and everyone at any location it's much more now um all leaning in on like appointments you know waiting rooms for you know all all, all, everything you think of like you know interviews focus groups presentations things like that no it really the 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 ones i've seen from this current season are really funny and the photographer one was really great like that doing the photo shoot in like the gardens or whatever, where, you know, when you're, yeah, yeah. It's a function of like wanting to be distanced and even outdoors, anything we could stack in our favor for safety, you know, like everyone's tested, but then these people are coming to do these like photo shoots for the day. And so it's outdoor distance to kind of like, I'll play into that kind of thing. So if you didn't really know, our hope was that if you didn't really know it was COVID times, you wouldn't be able to really tell the episodes apart. Sure, sure, yeah. I will say that this situation, what this does, it's it's finally safe to go to Jersey Gardens and not be <laughs> not be bothered by <laughs> the impractical jokers <laughs> asking to watch their grandfather. While you go, they go to the bathroom, that or the mall. What's the mall out on, uh, around Nyack? Palisades. The pal, yeah, the, yeah. The mall that's slowly sinking into the ground. Yeah. It's, there's this amazing mall out there that has a Ferris wheel in it. And shocking thing. It's, it's, it's sinking. It's built on faulty. It's like a disaster movie waiting to happen. This mall, like every year, it sinks a few inches into the ground because it's it's this uh, mushy, this mushy uh, New York State soil they built it on top of. And so, no idea. You didn't know that. No, I didn't know it was sinking. I was so impressed by that mall the first time we went there because I I couldn't. It always seemed empty. And then someone noted, no, it's the sheer size of it. And then I realized how big it was. And I was like, mm-hmm. I, I've never seen, besides the Mall of America. And so we looked it up. And I think that particular mall 
is like one of the top five or ten biggest malls in the entire country. It's enormous. It's like five floors. And and, and I'll tell you one thing. If you ever need a phone, a cell phone case, <laughs> head on out to that mall. There's only about 800 kiosks selling cell phones. You'll, it's a buyer's market for cell phone cases out at that, at that yeah. mall. There's no barrier to entry on cell phone protection these days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about every, every, every single color combination you've ever thought of and triple it. That's how much we're working with out there. Yeah. Here if I ever go into a mall again. So I'm happy about that. I, I don't love walking up to strangers. I, I really don't. No, I can, you can, and that's what makes it funny when, cause you, you seem to just generally dislike almost all of it on like, a, like it's not your, it's not where you live. Like yeah. you would leave every stranger alone in yeah. real life. Like if, if you were not being, if it was not a part of a television show, you wouldn't, it seems like you would not go up to anybody ever. Dead on accurate. You'd keep to yourself, and that's that would be that. You're not going to be just like, "Hey, let me ask you, can you settle a settle a bet for me and my buddy?" <laughs> can you imagine what? <laughs> my wife. <laughs> imagine if you were walking through the mall, and then somebody came up to you and said, "Hey, you want to settle a bet for me and my buddy?" Wouldn't you be like, "Why? Why are you talking to me?" Yeah. I would enact whatever self-defense class I took in grammar school right in that moment. Uh-huh. You know, a chop or a swipe or something. I, I, don't, I don't like being approached. Yeah. Well, wait, wait. What, what, what self-defense classes were you taught in school? What, what was going on at your school? Chops and swipes? <laughs> I, I, I took <laughs> like three months of karate mm-hmm. in eighth grade. I ended up with a white belt double black tip, iron fist. And to tell you the truth, I don't even know if those rankings are sanctioned. I think those sound like, those sound like, uh, that sounds like if a McDonald's was selling hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like something the owner, the owner's gone rogue on that one. Well, Sensei Glenn, I think, you know, my mom got the money together. We had to buy our own keys. And then, you know, I went there, he yelled at us for a couple of months. I, I did jumping jacks and, I don't know how I got the black kids. I don't think I have any discernible karate skills. But you don't, uh, you don't think you do. Uh, you know, I, I, I remember, you know, some standard kicks. Okay, so in a pinch, in a pinch, <laughs> you think you could break out like a, a half decent kick? If I had to employ karate in a pinch, I mean, it's going to be slightly better than the average human's kick. Yeah. I'll, I'll probably pull on just a small bit of the technique I learned. But honestly, I feel like if, if, if I spoke to you about it for like a minute or two, you'd be able to pull off the same kicks that I did. There's nothing special in my kick. Sure. Now, I know that you're not, a, you're not by nature a self-promoter of a, a self-promoting guy. You're, you're, a, you're a pretty head-down kind of fella. What would you be more likely to do if you were confronted with 
some sort of some guy wanted to wanted to throw down and wanted to tussle with with you would you would you be more apt to say to break out a karate to try a karate kick or to go i'm sal from impractical jokers i'm on television yeah. like neither of them seem like a move you would make which one would you do more would you do first out of those two, i'd probably avoid violence I'm not a tough fellow. I'm not a tough man. I, I, I wouldn't want to hit anyone. I'm, I'm, I'm until the last minute that I have to be physical with someone. I probably wouldn't be there unless of course someone's bullying someone or it's, I'm more apt to break into, to, to, I'm more apt to pull out a karate kick. I was as fast taught in 1989. If someone's bothering someone that I know sure, more sure. than myself. Yeah. 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 For me, I would, yeah, I would I would intervene if it was somebody else. If it was me, I think I would either <clears throat> I would say like, "Hey, did you ever watch uh, the show Monk? I wrote for that show. Like, see if that moved the needle at all. Just like I'd play any card I could play." <laughs> That's <the> funny. <laughs> so someone's about to get into a physical altercation with you, and you say. I I wrote for the show Monk. I love that. Yeah, I would just hope that their parents liked it, and then then I'd be like, maybe I'll get you uh, Tony Shalhoub's autograph. Give me your information. Then I'd take that information right to the police. Oh, uh, that would be that would if that came full circle in that way, like they were going to assault you, but then yeah. they held off. You kept them at bay with the promise of Tony Shalhoub's autograph. Yeah, that led them led the police to them. They give me a mailing address to send them the headshot to. And then I just walk that right to the police. I go, yeah, this guy, uh, this guy was going to beat the crap out of me. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here. We have a brand new office hours that just came out of the oven. We've got legendary psych rocker Ty Siegel. And Doug is back from down under. Goodbye. Goodbye. And his mommy came with him. Mommy and Gary Lusenhop are here, too. Alicia let me know that she finished the White Album, has thoughts on that. So much more on this legendary episode of Office Hours. Find us on your podcast app of choice or watch us on YouTube at youtube.com slash office hours live. Who are the animals? Because I don't smell them. Wasn't there a scene like that? It might have been like Serpico where they, they, they did a sting operation where they invited all these people they knew that had like they were like, you know, uh, I don't know if they were in the mafia or they used illegal guns. It's like, and they invited them to like this baseball, this Yankee or this baseball signing and all these criminals showed up and they just arrested all of them. I think that sounds like the plot of the Jerry Reed, Suzanne Plachette, Dom DeLuise movie, Hot Stuff. Does it? Maybe I'm confusing my movies. It's either, it's either Serpico or the Dom DeLuise movie, Hot Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> It's either a legendary New York movie that every kid has had, a, had not anymore, had like a, a Serpico poster on their wall. At least in movies they would. There'd always be some like kid would have a, didn't, didn't, didn't uh, John Travolta have a Serpico poster on his wall in Saturday Night Fever? Oh, did he? That would be fitting. He might have. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. I had it on VHS. Like you'd picture him going to like, uh, you picture him at the mall going to, uh, Spencer's gifts and he's like, Oh, what? You got any, uh, you got a Serpico poster? 
you got any posters in Serpico? <laughs> it's so funny to think that his character in Saturday Night Fever idolized a whistleblowing. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. He's, yeah, he was a big, fan. he's a big fan of, of whistleblowers. Yeah. He's like, I like two things, disco <laughs> and justice. I like, two, yeah, two things. I like internal investigations at the police with the police department, internal investigations for corruption <laughs> inside the force and dancing. <laughs> I love the hustle and not getting hustled. <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. The hustle and the not hustle. Yeah. <laughs> now, are you pleasant, si- how pleasant it is to, to also dial into a show and have a phone conversation with someone as opposed to having to, cause I'm in pajamas right now. Like mm-hmm. as opposed to having this, I don't know if you're doing zooms cause you might no, have to not really. Okay. Oh no, I'm into it so much uh, to not have to see you. No offense to yeah, I would love to see you, but to not see, not have people see me is what I'm saying. <laughs> right. Exactly. Now, the 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 movie industry has more or less collapsed uh since of since march which i feel leaves a wide path for one of the final movies that aired in theaters in 2020 and the oscar nominations are coming up soon <clears throat> is there any chance the impractical jokers movie gets nominated for oscars there is absolutely no chance, is what my <laughs> tells me. But for shits and giggles, we mm-hmm. there was only like a hundred movies, so yeah. like all the mailers went out, and I have people, friends, and 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 all the guilds sending me screenshots of them checking the box for us. Mm-hmm. There were only there were only the, if it was every year, Tom. <laughs> oh my! Could you imagine if for some reason the ballots came in so light? And your friends and people who enjoyed the movie also, not just your friends, but people who were fans of it and saw it in a theater. And suddenly, that might, what if that was the worst thing that happened to you guys? Because now all of a sudden, what if, what if one of you got nominated for Best Actor? <laughs> oh, God. Imagine, imagine what it would do to the group if Murr got nominated for Best Actor. Oh, and none of the and the, the other three you didn't. That would be amazing. That would be yeah. amazing. Here's so that would, it would change the chemistry of everything. Oh man, I couldn't. He would be too. I mean, he'd be an Academy Award winning actor. I don't keep time with those types. What if he won? And the winner, the not and the award for best actor goes to James Murray. Impractical Jokers movie, and he gets up there, and what if he doesn't even thank you guys? That would be the best possible scenario. <laughs> he thanks his agent. He would be the most funny, memorable thing I could imagine. Yeah, that would be the greatest moment in movie history. Would be Murr from Impractical Jokers winning Best Actor for the Impractical Jokers movie and completely blowing off the impractical jokers in his acceptance speech. I'll go a step further. I will, 
I would beg him to do that if you want. I think that's so funny. Here's my pledge to you. If by some crazy chain of events, something happens, and, you know, we've had a lot of ballot stuff happening this year. <laughs> if something happens where I am accepting an award for best actor, I think that we should write the, I, will, I would love to have you as a partner to help me write the acceptance speech. And, and I, would, I would go off, off, the, off, off the reservation with it. We could, we could really do whatever you like. And I promise oh, that's what I'll oh, do. Oh, please, I would do that. Inside. But the thing is, if you won, if somebody won an award, it would have to just be a punishment on an episode of the show to go up and read what the other three wrote. We, we would be missing an opportunity if we didn't do that, right? We should do yeah. that. Save it for sweepstakes. Yeah. The ultimate, the ultimate punishment would be to have to be <laughs> at, at a major award show and read a, a thank yous that you did not write. So, Sal Volcano, you also have eight podcasts now. You turn around, suddenly you are responsible for 4% of the podcasts <laughs> in existence. You have your name on. <clears throat> what, tell me, tell tell everybody about these podcasts you have. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, well, you know, it came out of I, I was I had a podcast years ago. I think Q and I started in like 2012 or 2013. Q being Brian Quinn from my show. We did a podcast called What's Not Q, not Q, the head of Q and On. You did not, you did not do a podcast. Oh, is, is he rethinking that nickname now? You know, that's so, that's so funny. Yeah, all of a sudden, his nickname is not too... Uh, not not too so much... Not fun. Not as fun as it might have been. Yeah. I should stop queuing on. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you guys did a podcast called... What was it called? What Say You? Yeah, What Say You. It was yeah. stuff and stuff. But uh, we kind of... It was it was a lot of fun, but our schedules got tough, and it went away. So I don't have that one anymore. But for the last couple of years, I've been meaning to start one up. And then, you know, being home and everything, I kind of was like, yeah, this is the right time. I have a lot of time to myself. I want to do something uh, just completely autonomous that is just like out of my home with zero influence from anywhere else. And I also want to have work and, and be able to do something that can't get like, you know, Cancel. When I say cancel, I don't mean cancel in the cancel culture way, but just, yes. like, just something that I control when it begins and ends and, and things like that. So I started um, two podcasts with two friends, and uh, one's called Taste Buds, and I do it with my buddy Joe DeRosa, and it's it's <laughs> it was something that we've, we've been doing for years, and we were just like, this is fun. Uh, this is escapism podcasting, Tom. We're not controversial or edgy over here. No, uh, but, but you take it. It might as well. You might as well be debating, uh, 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 like uh, a, a court case. The way you're, the way you guys are going at it. We debate. Basically, we put powerhouse foods against each other, and we debate them with vim and vigor for a, for a good thirty, forty minutes. And at the beginning of the podcast, we put up a poll on Twitter right now, and then we, we'll say like something like Oreo versus Chips Ahoy. Or, you know, uh, lasagna versus chicken parmesan. Or, you know, what have you. Anything and everything. Jelly donut versus Boston. And we are on sides. Go ahead, sorry. Really, they're knockdown arguments. They're they're knockdown, drag-out arguments. 
but they're just over food. And, uh, yeah. and yeah, give me, give me one, give me one. And let me see where I would land on it. Okay. Uh, let's see. We've recorded like 20 apps so far. I'm going to pull up the episode list right here. So where would you land on? Okay. These are, this is, this was a big fight a couple of weeks ago. Uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwich versus a grilled cheese sandwich. I mean, that's so hard. It's like apples and oranges. I guess I would always go with a grilled cheese sandwich. Really? I like, I like grilled cheese sandwiches a lot. I do like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches too. It's that's a, that's a coin flip for me. Well, that's, that's kind of where, that's where, what makes a good episode. We kind of try to get in there where people mm-hmm. have really strong opinions about something or they're so close and you have yeah. to, 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 and you have to break it down. Yeah. You kind of like coax a debate out of people because if they, if it is a toss up, you really get them thinking, you know? Yeah. I, I guess I would say, look, peanut butter and jelly feels so much more limited. A grilled cheese sandwich could, you could have soup with it. And it's that's fun. Okay. Everybody likes soup. Could do that, but we were, were really arguing the merits of the sandwiches on their own, Tom. Sure. Okay. Well, then I then I then I'm then I'm with my peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. Look, it's I I get now I I truly get it now. Now I actually I'm actually upset by this. <laughs> I went I went from thinking it was just like oh they argue about their dumb stuff and now I'm legitimately torn about how I feel about this, but Oreo versus chips. Ahoy. I mean, it's like, if you're talking like a standard Oreo over a chips, I would go with an Oreo over a chips. Ahoy. As would I, I don't understand who would go with a chips. Ahoy these days. Oh, weirdo Joe DeRosa, I guess clearly would. Yeah. What Joe about DeRosa. chewy chips? Ahoy. Chewy chips. Ahoy. Pat, you're saying that yeah. just feels like, then I might as well go with, I would counter that with double stuff. No, okay. Fair point. Yeah. If you want to bring in the full product line, Pat, you're really going to open a can of worms and it's fine. Sometimes during the debate, we allow the breath of the product line. And sometimes we just want to specify that it's the original going head to head with the original. Mm-hmm. There are yeah. many facets to the argument. You know, sometimes we go product specific. Like we'll do Doritos versus combos, but a lot of times we go generic, like everything bagel versus cinnamon raisin bagel mm-hmm. or ice cream sandwich versus chip, witch, or pancakes versus waffles and so on and so forth. Now, why don't they, um, why don't people, and I mean, I guess the answer would be if you go, you just go to a bagel place and you pick out which bagels you want. If you went to like, the supermarket, for example, and you ha- and they had like bagels and like, they don't sell like, combo packs ever like why if they're going to sell six bagels it's like i don't want six cinnamon raisin bagels i would want like two poppy two two something else and then maybe two cinnamon raisin or some kind of sweet bagel on the way out but i can't what am i supposed to do with six of those things you're not supposed to do anything you have a legitimate gripe. I, I agree with you. That's why I only go to bagel stores. Yeah. But now, you, you, ever, you ever do a phenomenon when you were like, maybe, I know when I was a kid, sometimes my mom had a cookie jar, and sometimes she used to co-mingle cookies in that thing, and I swear to you that if they were in there for a while with a closed top, when I took out one cookie, it would have the taste profile of another cookie. Oh, you're, you're completely right. They got, first of all, 
the whole thing would get ruined by some dumb cookie getting thrown in would be like would ruin every all the other cookies. Like some weird gritty some weird gritty like vanilla Oreo would get all over everything. And now you got vanilla Oreo dust hanging all over all the cookies. Or Nilla wafer dust would be the, the real offender. Oh, yeah. Nilla would come in there and, and sprinkle its nilliness everywhere. Yeah, and then they get soft prematurely, and next thing you know, you just deal with a jar of stale cookies. Yes, that's exactly right. They do get soft, especially when you commingle them. They get all, like, just flaky. I don't know yeah. what it is. Sometimes, like, a cookie gets soft, and it's... It's a, it's gross, and then sometimes a cookie gets real dry out, dried out, and it's like, man, it's still all right. It's a weird phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, this podcast, this yeah. is, this is now you, now I'm hooked, and taste buds, taste buds. Yeah, we do yeah, and then versus lemonade, egg salad versus tuna salad. It's fun. It's like easy. Like it's a, we argue for like a half hour. It's like. Just, you know, take your mind off stuff, a few laughs. It's been received really well. People, what I found is we, we so we recorded, I, I didn't want to like have to promote two separate places to go for the podcast. The other podcast is called Hey Babe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's with another comic named Chris Stefano. And that one is much more free form. But yeah. we were like, I, I didn't want to tell people like, go here for this, go here for that. So what we ended up doing was just putting them both in one destination, at least on YouTube. We made a channel called No Presh. So we just tell people go to no press because we were going to do other projects and everything. So we're like, mm-hmm. go to there. It has both things. And, uh, and yeah, so we just did, kind of did it that way. Um, and it's, I don't know, man, it's been so much fun. It's been no, that that's awesome. And please tell me you would pick tuna over egg salad. <sighs> you put me oh, in no. I don't ever want to let you down. I don't ever want to let you down, but I feel that I'm much more weary of tuna salad than I am egg salad at any given moment. A good tuna salad is good, but a bad tuna salad could, could pull me away from tuna for life. I feel like they're both, there's both a mayonnaise component, which is a very polarizing ingredient. Yeah. And I don't know. People are adverse to eggs and people are adverse to tuna. So this was a very controversial episode as it was. A lot of people were like, this is the first time I hate both. But look, a bad a bad tuna salad will will turn you off from tuna. A bad egg salad will put you in the hospital. Don't you think a bad tuna will put you in the hospital too? I just pictured like a egg salad sitting out in a picnic all day. That's all I picture: getting sweaty. Well, I want to makes me want to throw up. Yeah, we could discuss the merits of. <laughs> the food being left out all day in the sun. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. I guess I'm. I guess I'm assigning some pretty uh, severe conditions to the. Look, they're they're both. It's a disaster if either of them is sitting out in the sun. <laughs> to be fair, you're right. It's not like mm, this tuna tastes a little better when it sits out all afternoon. <laughs> so I like you don't like egg salad at all because I don't. I really do like it when it's not overly creamy that's gross i could i would have egg salad occasionally if it made sense at like a like i'm i wouldn't mind in the right circumstances a deviled egg okay yeah but i can't but i the uh, the, 
You ever go through the grocery store, even like a, even like a fancy grocery store and they have like deviled eggs pre-made and you're just like, yeah, I would never order that in a million years. I'd never pick that up at a grocery store, even like a, like a gourmet place. It would be like, I don't trust it. You can't because it's one of those things that even after like a half hour, it gets this weird like <laughs> coating over it. Yeah. Like a weird filmy kind of, yes. yeah, it's disgusting. Um, now Sal, you also, I have an idea for a show and you just, you guys have the huge deal that you back the money truck up to hand everything to the tenderloins. Now here's the idea for the show. We need, we need an angel on this. It's called Staten Island garbage rats. And (laughs) I think I've heard of this one for a long time. (laughs) Oh, it's been around for a long time. I've been waiting for somebody to get a deal. They could bring this to life off the shelf. We're dusting this one off. We shoot it. It's me, Jason and Pat and Mike from the show. And then maybe a couple other people. And we pick through a garbage dump on Staten Island. Like you, how about this? You roll up at the beginning of every episode. You're like, Hey, garbage rats. Here's a, I need you to find me a panini maker. See how many panini makers you can find me. And then we start just digging through the trash of like Arthur Kill or whatever the best garbage dump is out there on Staten Island. And then it's just us in the, us in the, in the filth trying to pull together whatever challenge you put in front of us. Like, and then, then you come back and you total up what we, what we found. Okay. Okay. I have questions. Sure. Okay, so it's the four of you. The, the dump has been closed down, but I'm sure we still have garbage deposit. Even more of a challenge. Yeah, Thank okay, you, Pat. Yeah. Look, Let's, then we'll go get we'll go get an old scooper dig. You scoop two you scoop two layers out, and you're hitting old bicycles on that hill on Staten Island. Okay. So it's the four of you. Are you on? Are you all independently against each other? Are you on teams? Are you working together? Teams of two. Teams of two, like Pat said. And Pat, Pat's Pat's enthusiastic about this. I like this. Yes, I I believe me. I I will ask you a million questions. We'll get to the bottom, and we'll see if this is viable. Okay. Are you constantly against? The same two people against the same two people. Are you switching it up weekly? I, I think that it'll 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 bracket mm-hmm. off so that the the there's a point system and whoever in the teams of two, even within the teams, had the highest points. That means that the following week, the the highest scores team up against the lowest scores. So you so the teammates could change, could alternate. Well, well, what about this, Pat and Sal? Our, 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 I want to talk to show respect to our EP on this, of course, Sal Volcano. Um, <laughs> what if we have, what if it's the four of us and then, uh, cele- two celebrities each week? Like we bring in like, then suddenly it's like, Oh, now we've got, uh, you know, Kyle McLaughlin is digging through the Kyle McLaughlin's looking for, uh, uh, he, he's, he's fishing through looking for to see if he can find like a, a, a a dictionary or an encyclopedia set. Panini press. Sarah McLaughlin or Kyle McLaughlin? What if we do Sarah versus Kyle opening <laughs> episode? I like, okay, now I like this. Now 
now it's McLaughlin versus McLaughlin on either on either side. Yeah. I also think Sal should actually roll up in the beginning of every episode on a motorcycle or mm-hmm. like a really cool car um, and actually toss us from a distance um, like a manila um, folder or something uh. like that. And we actually have to – and, you know, you, you basically give us a clue. Like if, if it's a blender, as Tom said, you know, it's like uh, it's like uh, hope you guys can – mix this episode together and we're like what what and you and you you know ride off and then we have to open the envelope frantically put together the clues just to figure out what we're digging for and then the and then the clock starts what if that's the opening challenge kind of like on top chef how they have that quick fire challenge quick so we fire have to challenge. do some, yeah, exactly. like a quick trash challenge and quick then get trash. to the mm-hmm. the real one Okay, so what would the, what what function would the quick trash challenge serve to get to the opening one? What would you win by winning the quick trash challenge? You might have an advantage. You'd have an advantage in terms of um, in terms of what sector of the garbage dump you can work from, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> what sector? Okay, so, so got it. So now, and then, would, would I confirm for you? Like, what if you read it and you're like, oh, mix it up. And then you mm-hmm. look for a mixer and not a blender. Do I do I do I tell you this, or are you just looking for something completely in vain? And then Tom's going for the you never had a shot. Well, I think you're watching. We'll just do something where you're watching from like a monitor that. And look, you'll shoot all this stuff in a block. We're asking for two <laughs> days of shooting for you. Tops. Tops. We're gonna sh- we're gonna shoot you out so fast on this thing, Sal. Your, your head's going to spin. All you got to do is bring a bunch of changes of clothes to set. That way, when you roll up and you're like, good afternoon, garbage rats, you're wearing like a different outfit each time. Now, bring five jackets. That's it. Just five jackets. You can five jackets. Zip them up over the – you have the same T-shirt on underneath. Yeah. These are the tricks I do at the show now. Oh, yeah. I watch. I see the tricks you're doing. <laughs> Okay, what are you what are you ultimately playing for here? What is it, what is the play? Are you playing for money for yourselves? Are you playing for bragging rights weekly? What happens? How long are we watching you just aimlessly search through garbage? Is it the full twenty two minutes? Well, what if? Well, twenty two is a little limiting. I was hoping this each episode would be three hours long. Uh, okay. but... <laughs> so you want to do something groundbreaking? It's event television. Yeah. Yes. Now I would think. The losers have to sleep in the dump for the night. And, and the winner gets off of Staten Island. This is, there are, I was not prepared for there to be this many moving parts. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot, I think I need you guys to make a show Bible first. Yeah, yeah. I like this went, this went from you thinking we were going to throw one sentence at you that was the title and you're going to go, ha, ha, to just being like, hey, simplify this. Way what too. Happened? What happened to my chimp? Oh, that's right. Mike has, Mike has a chimp also. Yeah, named Cuddles. I, Cuddles. I forgot about the chimp. Well, and, Kyle McLaughlin's going to be okay with that. Yeah. Kyle McLaughlin. We were just like, <clears throat> we got bad news. The chimp mauled Kyle McLaughlin. Cuddles, Cuddles attacked Kyle McLaughlin. Sarah <laughs> McLaughlin on hand to do the charity song for it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, she'll sing. She'll sing that. 
Was that is that her going in the arms of an <laughs> yeah. angel? Right. Yes. In the arms of a garbage rat, really. In the arms of a garbage rat. And the thing, whenever that commercial comes on, by the way, I would be like, I already donate money to animal shelters. Why do I have to see this? Why am I not exempt from this commercial? Can I ask you guys, if I could just summarize what we have so far. Uh, so random teams are selected to face each other in a garbage hunt that's three hours long. <laughs> Al McLaughlin and Sarah McLaughlin will join and be assigned to respective teams. On the pilot. Mike has a chimp that will also be helping. I speed up in a motorcycle or some type of cool car. I'll have a change of clothes, try a jacket. I'll then give you some haphazard clue that will have a hint on what you're searching for for the quick trash challenge. Uh-huh. I will leave you six to your own devices while I watch from monitors somewhere on the property. Yeah. When one of you pulls the proper quick trash challenge, that will give you some sort of leg up in the following two hour and 40 minute garbage hunt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll set you up at the most Pastisseria Bruno. You'll be sitting there. I love when you give me Staten Island references. You'll be I, sitting I, there. I also think it would be great if Sal was. Clearly, like his his green room situation, whenever it cuts to that camera, is clearly getting better and better, and we are just getting more and more covered in garbage. It's clear the money is, like, and just partway through the season, we start to question the budgeting of the the show and where the where the money's being allocated. <laughs> <laughs> we start to realize, man, this I think this Sal's taking us for a ride on this thing. Well, let like, me ask you guys, what, how much do you think, the, what are we budgeting per episode here? What do you think our overhead is? Um, <clears throat> well, let's I, would thing. I, I would love you guys to have like cool, like varsity style jackets that say the garbage rats on them. Maybe a, yeah. like, a blue team, something like that. We got yeah. a brand. Yeah, I, I would like that. So that we could put that in the budget. What if, what if you're just like, guys, I tried to get you the jackets the money just isn't there <laughs> for the jet. I uh, look, I moved, I, I tried to move heaven and earth. I was screaming at them. I'm telling you, I was screaming at them. I was like, if they don't have the jackets, I, we can't do it, but they're really just digging their heels in on it. They really are fighting the jackets. And we, and we imagine that was the only thing holding the show up. <laughs> The four jackets. Well, a chimp-sized jacket also. I would hope Cuddles would be wearing. (laughs) Oh, boy, guys. And it would be the kind of thing where, like, you'll get involved and then suddenly they'd be like, I'm going to go back to the Taco Bell. I'm going to go back to the the Taco Bell viewing center. Like, it just product names everywhere you turn on the thing. Right, the Quicken Loans. You would- <laughs> <laughs> the, John, the Jamba Juice Video Village. Yeah, you're, I'm going back. I'm going to get back on my, yeah, you'll be like, uh, I'm going to go get back on my uh, my GameStop dirt bike and ride back to the Quicken Loans villi- Video Village and have an ice cold Sprite. This might be the only way that we get to see them off the ground, corporate sponsorship. Yeah, it's just it's just so unorthodox. Five three hour episodes is tough. 
But then there will also be those those times like you love in any reality show where something goes wrong and producers have to run out and it gets really serious. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, one of us would get stabbed by like an old knife or a, you know, garden tool. Yeah. Think of the no, no tetanus shots. No. no tetanus shots would be like, and then it'll be like, on a special episode of Staten Island Garbage Rats, the Garbage Rats say goodbye to a good an old friend, and you just see a chopper air airlifting one of us out of the out of the. Actually, it's, just, of, it's, a, it, it's a big drone. It's not yeah, even a giant a giant drone. The Garbage Rats say goodbye to one of their own, and uh, yeah. Maybe we we can have a guest star distributing tetanus shots. Yeah, to earn points to get a tetanus shot. Ooh, that's nice. Instead of a lightning round, you could have like a tetanus round. Yeah. <laughs> and what like what if an episode came down to where it's like you're like I want you guys to make a a a, a five course meal out of things at the at the dump. Like you need to find cooking supplies and food at uh-huh. the dump, and then cook a meal. The two teams have to cook di- competing five course dinners. And we have to bring this to Danino's, and then you know there'll be conflict with the Danino's uh, staff when we bring this garbage into their kitchen. I don't like what's <laughs> what's Danino's. What yeah, what's what's ideal deal with Danino's? Sound those Danino's. I do. I love them, but I'm thinking big picture. I think if we get this to where we need to be, Danino's needs us. We don't need Danino's. There you go. Exactly. <laughs> um, Sorry, Danino. I am having a hard time wondering why you guys would want to do this. Is this just, just like, you know, competitive fun? Like, I because I, I, I want you to want to be there because that'll turn yeah. it onto the screen. Well, I was hoping the opening thing would say, like, warning. For example, that's what if it's just like there's a show about four four guys just busting each other's chops in in America's biggest garbage dump. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> now I'm hoping you'll walk this into HBO Max. You know what? Um, we have we have all these pitches coming up scheduled. Oh my god! For the I wish you were here in New York, Tom, because like. I would, I would, I, I feel like I really would, for the sake of this bit and your show and fun. And just uh-huh. my favorite thing is committing to a joke. There's no, I. It's the level of commitment that a joke takes. The higher it is, the the yeah. more I, I hold that joke in high esteem. I would, I would have you meet me, and and I would, I don't care. I would, I would waste your time, and I would pitch this and have them look at us like we're absolutely crazy because they're gonna do that to like. 99% of the ideas anyway. Yeah. What if the worst nightmare was it went and they're just like, <laughs> and they're like, Hey guys, we're only going to go with one of your ideas. Uh, the garbage, the garbage dump one. And then you're like, that one wasn't real. Like you're thinking to yourself, that's not a real idea. Oh no. We really like the garbage dump one. Fast forward to season 11. <laughs> yeah. Which is, oh, then it would, in our 60s. Yeah. And then True TV is literally just alternating episodes of Impractical Jokers and Staten Island Garbage Rats. And then then we'd have a show uh, 
we'd get uh, JC uh, Chazé to host our after show. <laughs> right? Garbage, garbage rats, at, like after the dump. I just feel like Staten Island garbage rats really does have a ring to it. For some reason, it's endearing to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think you might have blown the doors off. I think you might have opened the, the idea up a little when you said that, oh, maybe it's just the next week it's us, what did you say, cooking. Like maybe it's not every week you're not just going to look for a blender for three hours. Maybe it's just, you know, the garbage rats are there, the garbage dump is there, but mm-hmm. every week there's some type of new journey you guys take and you learn new things about yourselves. Well, that sounds good. It'd be like if you dump the uh, you drop the comic book guys into a garbage dump. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm just let's just take different ideas that are right. and put them on top of a heaping mountain, a garbage dump that you can see from outer space. Okay, and and Sal, I'm just going to say this: the other three guys can't hear me now. It's they they are. Uh, I don't want to say expendable. Um, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not married to any of them being on this. If that's, if that's a make or break thing. So we okay. can always swap. I, 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 me being involved is important. And I guess the chimp also, those are the two elements. I think those are the, those are the two that are, are, uh, those are non-starters if those went away. So, but beyond that, everything's up for discussion. Can I make one suggestion? I'd like to bring you guys into the meeting as the Staten Island sewer rats, like a preformed thing. Like you, that's already your identity. Like, you know, we act like this has been happening for a while. I like, yeah, I like you guys are like a social club, whatever. You're a, you're a ragtag group of guys, great guys that pal around. You don't really care where, as long as it's in and around refuse. And you know, you, you got a club, you got matching jackets. And, uh, you know, whatever happens, happens. And, you know, it's going to be three hours at a clip. <laughs> why, don't we, why don't we start an Instagram and buy 10K followers so that we, we walk in seeming that we already have some sort of established. Yeah. Families. Now, we'll, we'll, that's a good, that's a plan. All right. This is, this is, I feel, I feel good about this. I love that. You should start a little bit of a little uh, guerrilla campaign for you yeah. guys right now. As the identity of Staten Garbage Rats, maybe get yourself a logo. I'm sure there's a talented listener out there that mm-hmm. haven't done it already. No, yeah. pay, great exposure. Yeah, no, we can't pay anybody, but you get you get a great exposure. That's always the <laughs> yeah, great exposure. Yeah, that's that's the greatest thing. It's just like everybody's going to see this, and oh, I get paid every week. Yeah, we're going to make money, but you're not. That is always the great moment where it's just like, hey, you you get a paycheck every week, right? It's like, oh yeah, no, I I wouldn't do any of this if I wasn't getting paid weekly. But you're the you're the one taking a flyer on everything. Well, look, Sal. I can see myself walking in there and going, You guys are not gonna believe who I got right now. Who's yeah. about to come in here? You know, you just argue. I have behind that door right now, ready to walk in and pitch to you. Mm-hmm. I got him. It's the Staten Island garbage rats. Yeah. And you guys like come in like four, four Fonzies. 
that'd be the greatest. And the other part is that, you know, there'd be one person in the meeting going like, Oh, I, I know these guys standing on garbage rats. And then you'd go like, you have no idea what you're talking about. We made all this up. <laughs> That's a whole yeah. The one person trying to act like, Oh, I know who these guys are. This is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Sal, I know you're busy. I know you got stuff to get back to. Tom, I'm in my pajamas and uh, I'm going to go to bed. But yes. Good. Well, look, I, I love, first of all, I love you. I love, I love you. Everything you do. You're one of the funniest guys going. And I'm so excited you have, I'm so excited that the, the show is coming back. Yes. And, I will see you uh, at a home ba- uh, at a, uh, a home base. We'll figure out where uh, where where uh, base camp is, and then we'll uh, I'll see you out by the trailers for Staten Island garbage rats. And you just picture when you're driving on Staten Island, you see a sign that's yellow with black lettering that tells you to guide you towards set, and it just says rats, and like it has an arrow, so make a right, like when you're trying to find where where uh, where the production is located for the day. So I, I like all this. I like, I, I, when you guys come back here this way, if and when, let's mm-hmm. shoot like a fake, like, like one minute trailer for it. Okay. Get let's a little do it. And bring it in. We're going to do it. Well, Sal, you're a sweetheart. I really do. I, I, it's it was, This was, this was like the highlight of my, this is great. All you guys. Oh. I, oh, I, great. I really miss you guys. No, you're awesome. I miss you too. Well, we will talk very soon. Right on. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Bye. And that's a, that's a nice guy. It's rats with a Z, right? I don't know. Rats with a Z. Yeah. I think, I think it's classic rats, Mike. The Best Show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, and Michael Lisk. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason, website and technical support provided by Martine Sellis, and the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram over at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.